I did. I got really, I did, I got upset. I got really upset. You called me a murderer. And that's when I lost my shit. I knew this episode would turn into us. It turned, it turned into like an actual like fight. I was like afraid of doing this so soon. Hey guys, welcome to Trust Me. I'm Alexis. Um, and on this month's episode, John and I are discussing what to do when your partner decides to make a giant lifestyle choice without discussing it with you first. And in our situation, it happens to be John who decided to go vegan. He happens to be the chef of the house because he cooks dinners while I'm working and he's the one that goes to the grocery. So his decision has affected our whole family. And although I'm very excited about it and I'm on board, I was pretty perturbed by the way that he came to this decision and didn't discuss it with me. So we talk about that in this episode. So enjoy, enjoy the show. Hey, John. Hi, Bunny. Oh, Bunny. <laughs> I have to poop. That's disgusting. I know, it's happened a lot lately. Oh my God. That, did you think about starting our episode saying that? Was that something you'd planned? Not until two seconds ago. That's such a lie. That's true. <laughs> Well, okay, perfect, because great, great segue here. Oh, John also doesn't have pants on. Oh, I'll have to cut that it out of the camera. Jeez, dude. <laughs> it's so hot in here. God. We do things differently. You like stagnant, hot desert air. And, and I... you like surprising me with giant life changes without discussing them with me first, which is why we decided to talk about the fact that John decided to go vegan pretty much overnight and has been so for the past two weeks. It's, it been, was, almost, it's been almost three weeks now. Oh, what? In your mind, you've always been a vegan. In my heart. In your heart. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, we wanted to talk and take this opportunity to discuss something that is actually going on like right now in our relationship. Most of the time, we enjoy discussing situations that arise in our monogamous relationship after we've kind of worked through them, like challenges. This Have is we not a, worked through this? Surprise, no. This is, no, we have. This is a challenge that we're kind of like currently working through, and it's not like a serious challenge. John didn't decide that Derek Chauvin shouldn't be convicted and that Donald Trump is... 2024 is the best hope we have. <laughs> I mean, that would be a lifestyle change that I just to certain things like that. I feel like would be really hard for me to like stay with you, but I love you unconditionally. Is that, but there are certain things. Is that why the first night when you were just slightly irritated with me, you said, I'm going to go Christian now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so let's, so we're kind of working through this now. And I'm not against veganism. In fact, I've been plant-based as well. And I'm really, truly super excited about this choice. I've always wanted a partner that's that's taken wellness more seriously than I have. And, like, you know, I enjoy being with someone who respects ethics and has integrity. And, like, I love all of that about you. So I'm truly, really excited about this decision. It was just such a quick one. It seemed to me like it was made overnight. Yeah. And I felt like it was this giant lifestyle change that you kind of just 
made without discussing with me you your know? your housemate and yeah. your and your life partner yeah do you know and the, the stepmother of your son right do you yeah. know the matriarch of her dynasty yeah. do you know the moment dynasty do you know the moment that i decided or where it like kind of sealed it in for me is this going to be like one of those documentaries where you're watching it and you don't really know what it's about until the end they trick you and it's a no, vegan documentary? No. Is this episode going to be... No, we said it right up front. <laughs> we said it right up front. So, do, okay, what moment did you decide to get vegan? Do you, do you know? No, I don't know. Because I believe you that you think it was a surprise, but to me it seemed like we had talked about it because I know I talked... I want to be honest. I talk about so many crazy and wild harebrained ideas that there's no way you would have thought when I was driving back from the hotel after having like my 17th McChicken. <laughs> Seriously, the biggest meat eater of our whole family. The kids were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I eat vegetarian all the time. And John usually orders five times, like five types of meat on his pizza. Yeah. Which is, like, this is a really great lifestyle change. Only one animal, though. It was just surprising. Probably 40 animals, Ew. but 40 as the a, same kind of animal. As a vegan, I'm offended. <laughs> as a vegan, I'm offended as well. As a vegan, I'm gassy. Um, <laughs> it was, we were talking, and I do feel like, honestly, this decision was years in the making, and there's a part of me that was scared and was lazy about making the decision to do it. But when we were talking and I said to you, like when I broke down like what it is to be a vegan and I was like, I believe that you can be just as healthy being a vegan as you can like a, a normal person that eats animals. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so to me, I am consciously making a decision to kill something whenever I eat. And it's a decision that I don't murder, have to make. Murder, I think is the yes, word you used. Yes. I don't think I started using murder until, murderer until I became a full-blown vegan. Uh -huh. So two hours. But I think into, it was 24 hours, yeah, into you being a vegan. Yeah. I think I heard the word murder a handful of times, <laughs> at least. You're composing yourself very well in front of the cameras. So are you. I'm pantsless. I feel free. <laughs> Great. Good for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm pants-free. I don't have any underwear on. Pants-free and guilt-free. <laughs> but to, when I said that to you, uh, and then the next morning, I was like, okay, maybe I will do like a 30-day thing. And in my, I, I knew that I had to talk to you about the 30-day thing. And I was going to you talk did. to you. I, yeah, I, I did. You, so you thought like on day three of the 30-day thing, you might no, talk to me? No, it was day one. I talked to you about doing a 30-day challenge. I don't, I don't recall that. Okay. So Monday was the day that I decided that I wanted to try to do 30 days of vegan. Last which, month, like two Mondays ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like, as I, that, that idea evolved. And I started to think about it more and more. And I was like, I think I should honestly, instead of doing a challenge, just do it. And then... That Monday is when you decided? Yeah, but then even then, I'm, I still was like thinking about like, what should I eat? Should I eat these eggs? I don't care and all this. And I still am like very excited honestly about all of this especially because you seem like you're like on board now and you believe like that I don't like because I went more than three days without eating a burger you believe me <laughs> you're like I think you actually want to eat plants now. yeah we'll get into that part yeah. of why yeah 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 but keep going um I might have a very I have like a newfound excitement for my life and all this and I feel great and everything um but those first few days for me like it felt very confusing still yeah and I don't want to like be dramatic or exaggerate the situation, but I honestly didn't know for sure. I just knew I felt bad. I wanted to make a change, and I 
had like, once I said out loud, I know I'm deciding to kill something unnecessarily for mouth pleasure <laughs> and mm-hmm. a bloated belly and liquid farts and diarrhea. <laughs> Not everyone experiences. Not everyone does. But when you... Mur- when you combine when you, that with beer and then like and when you multiple murder, cheeseburgers and yeah. like the five types of meat from one animal or yeah. whatever you described on yeah. your pizza, I think yeah. that's something to do with it. When you murder the way I did, I was basically Hitler to animals. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Or like, an Ar- or, uh, like the guy that killed all the Armenians. I'm that guy to animals. Oh. Now it's like, instead of Hitler dying, he retired. Kind of. It's a little different because... That was the same species, so that was a human mass murdering and like genocide. Have you saw us one of other <laughs> humans? <laughs> I wonder. This is a real. Uh, before you go into the real stuff, I just my last tangent. I wonder if any animals will actually have their life spared because of my decision. Can I have that kind of impact? I mean, the butterfly effect is real. All of you are going to convert after this. Welcome to my church. This is a, one of those vegan documentaries, isn't it? Damn <laughs> yeah, it. I got roped in. I really... <laughs> you I'm started dating me and your life became a vegan documentary. Yeah, one giant surprise <laughs> after another. Hopefully we're at the beginning of the documentary still. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I hope so too. I mean, what does that imply if we're not? <laughs> if you're still listening eight minutes in, make sure you smash the like button and God bless you. Are you Christian now? Salam. <laughs> Salam. Salami, no moss. No, stop. Oh, dear. This is so bad. <laughs> so, unfortunately for all of you at home, I am not the one leading this conversation today. No, you are leading the conversation. This is definitely the John Kuhn show. I, I would like to know more about at what point in your life did you think about going vegan? Did you like serious? when you were a young child? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was like I tried to be veg- I became a vegetarian in high school. Yeah. 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 I just did it badly. I didn't know. I didn't know for sure. I did it badly too. A couple of years ago. Yeah. John smiling <laughs> if you can see. Maybe he'll edit his smile out. I don't know, but he is smiling because I got so much shit for trying to go plant-based when I did. And by shit, I'm going to tell you, it was just John's mouth running at me saying that's not vegetarian, as he <laughs> ate his quarter pounder. And I'm like, dude, I am trying. And that was like, so So with this giant change, like I feel like it was kind of overnight. Yeah. We were like watching documentaries and we were kind of like toying around with the idea. I ate a piece of meat and I was like, this literally tastes like barnyard. Oh yeah, the sausage. To me or whatever. Or whatever. And I yeah. hardly ever order that and yeah. I couldn't finish it. And, and that was after we watched Seaspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, dude, was seriously life-changing for me. Yeah. Um, and then it was like two days later, we hadn't really said, okay, on Monday we're going to, like, go vegan. Like, you just woke up and then had decided. And then I figured it out when we were eating Gouda, vegan Gouda mushroom sandwiches with a dairy-free tomato soup that night. Yeah, which like, I did badly. Oh, that was the worst soup I've ever made. I'm sorry. It was pretty bad. Um, oh, I guess... You said it was we're good. vegan, and then you told me about the 30-day challenge, and then it became this whole thing, and I was like, okay, this is fine, right? And it was day three of this lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. 
where you called me a murderer because I said I wasn't going to stop drinking cream in my coffee and I didn't know if I wanted to give up eggs. And that's when I lost my shit. I think you said, do you think you can eat animals sometimes or eat animal products sometimes? I was like, I mean, if you want to murder sometimes. Yeah, that's that was it. Yeah. And then I was called a murderer. And then you asked Sarcastically. me. Sarcastically. You said, then you said, I, I, I knew this episode would turn into us. It turned, <laughs> turned into like an actual like fight. I was like afraid of doing this so soon. I'm clipping that you just but said that and more people are going to watch it now that you, we said this is going to turn into you, an actual fight. You said to me, mm -hmm. on your high vegan horse, you said, Alexis, I don't think I can ever take the life of a sentient being again. Can you? I didn't and say it I, that way. It probably sounded that after way. after you called me a murderer. <laughs> I honestly... And I was so pissed at you. <laughs> I don't think I have ever been so mad at you. In our entire relationship. I'm not kidding you. I was so mad. Really? It felt like a betrayal. Yes. And this is like when I started Googling, what the fuck do you do when your partner makes a giant lifestyle change without telling you? Because that's how I do my research. Lots of things popped up and a lot about radical changes. And like when to consult your partner about giant life changes and when you don't have to. Which all of the ones that said when you should is when you live with the person, when you see that person in your future, mm -hmm. when you would want them to consider, be considered or to consider you if they were making a giant life change. I thought, check, check, check. <laughs> John did not do any of this. I'm definitely all of those things to him, he says. Yeah, you are. But yet I wasn't consulted on this giant life change. And honestly, I don't give a shit. Like I'm really happy like you were eating poorly and this is a huge this is amazing truly. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I've you know, I've come around I'm to so feeling betrayed. But um but dude, it was really hard. It did feel and I was researching this so this psychology today article was like I was reading and I was like I'm like what fuels your negative reaction? Well, there's a sense of loss that can be accompanied with your partner making a big life change um, where you're not included, you know? Mm -hmm. And the sense of loss is like the image of our relationship, like what I thought we had and what I thought was our relationship is changed suddenly. Mm -hmm. And it feels like a loss. And then also my image of you changed. And like there's a quote in there that like you seem like a stranger to me. And like that, it felt like that for like a day. Yeah. And this article, just to reference it, is how to cope when your partner makes radical changes. Sudden changes in beliefs or lifestyle can create a relationship crisis. <laughs> so anyway, I kind of felt that, that, that like spoke to me. Like you felt like a stranger to me for a second. I'm like, but he was just eating Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. At Giacomo's, the pizza with the five types of pig on it, while I had my eggplant pizza. <laughs> we didn't have sex that night, did we? He doesn't ask you if it felt like you were cheating on me. I don't remember if we had we sex We definitely then. didn't have sex that night. Yeah, maybe I could have turned it into a fun game. But anyway, then there's also kind of a loss of trust. Okay. Where you feel like there's an unspoken contract that has been breached. Like we agreed we were going to go to Spain and have Hamon Serrano together. And, you know, all of these things. Um, 
And that like, there's a certain level of our commitment, you know, where to each other and the view of our future that was kind of based loosely on the fact that we wouldn't change, you know, yeah. but that's, that's the thing. Humans always change. Yeah. And, and in a relationship when, when you truly like care about someone, like you're going to change too as an individual, like you have to accept the fact, especially if you end up spending years together, which that's the goal for you and I, right. To like actually yeah. make monogamy work. Yeah. Um, we're going to change. It's inevitable. It's like such a silly thing. If you type in, do humans change? It's like such a kind of a cliche or like a, to say if people don't change, people do change though. Yeah. And people grow. Right. And, right. Hopefully, and this is, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, you're right, Bunny. Hopefully. Yeah, because it'd be horrible if you stayed the same person, never grew, never did anything cool or like learned new stuff. And like, yeah. Yeah, I've stopped growing around the waistline dramatically in the last two weeks. It's pretty crazy. How many more bits are you going to run by us? Yeah, they just keep flowing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any written it's out. That, it's that fog-free brain that this vegan diet has <laughs> given you, huh? Yeah, I will say vegan hangovers are a lot less foggy, by the way. I did not feel that way on Sunday. Yeah. But I drank cheap you wine drank, with my friends. Yeah, very quickly with your friends. Martha poured some rosé that I knew the minute I took a sip of it. Yeah. That's the next thing I to go. I feel icky. Yeah. Alcohol? Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. I like yeah, it. I'm I like not giving beers. that up, but um, that would be good for you. Um, I'm not going to put you on blast too much. Um, I just was like sitting reflecting a lot about us because, one, I felt super guilty because I had upset you so much. And I knew you were upset and I wanted to work through it. And I remembered um, I was like very extreme about like wanting to never drink again potentially because you and I quit drinking for 30 days. And then um, I was like, it was as early on in our relationship too. Maybe it was the second time. But I was like really worried. I know one of the times we quit drinking for 30 days, I was really worried that you were going to go and drink without me. Yeah. And all that. So I was like all over that. And I was like, I kind of manic and all over the place. And then um, I think it was the first time, nonetheless. Like it was one of these times we were in a 30-day period of not drinking. And then when we went back to drinking, I was like, I'm not going to do that. And it was like day 60 or something. And I was like losing my mind. I was like, am I a drinker or not a drinker and all this stuff. And I talked to you about it obsessively and I'm sorry for that but I know that I had said to you a few times I think I may never go back and then you kind of like like it it makes sense that you say betrayed because I'm like looking back on that moment and you're like well what, what are we going to do socially I'm gonna have to explain to people that you're just like sober now and it's um it's very interesting like how it change even if it's better uh-huh because I know I I've, I know I do this too but it's like you, you know might freak what out. it is for me it's that you sometimes I feel like you make these big promises and mm-hmm. like you decide to do these, you have these big ideas mm-hmm. and then you don't follow through with them. Yeah. And so like, there's a part of me and that was the feeling with this vegan thing too. I'm like, he's just saying this and this is going to yeah. be a 30 day thing. Yeah. And then it's going to go away and it's going to go back to how it was. Yeah. And so like, there's a part of me that doesn't want to be like so optimistic to think that wh- I literally I'm so excited. I want to have a healthy, like, I want to be, I love working out. I love eating well. I love cooking. Like, I want to travel. You know what I mean? Like, so, of course, I want a partner that does all that stuff, too, right? And we've found a lot of that in one another. And so some of of it is, like, I'm afraid, like, that you'll say you're going to do that, and then that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah, And so, like, I don't want to go. It's hard for me 
because I'm not necessarily an extremist in my personality. I don't have an addict mind and I've always dated addicts. So like all of my previous like partners have been extreme. Like my partner, my first boyfriend, like in high school was, you know, very smart, but he was also a heroin junkie and he went back and forth from being like a professor and a scientist to like dying of a heroin overdose and he'd get sober and then he'd go back and you know what I mean? And so it's like this extremist thing scares me. So like when it's something's overnight or something so big, I feel like, oh no, 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 no. Like that means it's going to go back the other way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. It's all about communication and trust. Yeah. You know, and acceptance of the other person's because you're allowed to change. Yeah. You're allowed to go back and forth. Yeah. It's just when it's so big, it feels rocky for me. And that partly yeah. that's my codependency. Yeah. I also you know? think there's a mindset that can be adopted that I hear a lot about like change. And um, when the ceiling collapsed, Jake, uh, the life coach, had said to me, um, he's like, remember that this is happening um, for you, not to you. And I wasn't, I was in a good place, so I wasn't like irritated that he said that. But I was like, that seems quite optimistic, but I guess I get it. But he didn't know what was going to happen in our life. And a lot of good has come out of it. Yeah, dude. I've thought about that so many times. I actually think it's a blessing. And I yeah. think this house has been like this blessing working yeah. for us. Like I love this home and like, I'm very grateful for everything. Yeah. So, so I think the quicker you can like get to that point after something bad happens where you're like, okay, how can I make this work for me instead of having it happen to me? Because then that kind of like prevents you from being in this perpetual like cycle of being a victim. Yeah. Because as long as you get you get through something and you're healthy, it's like, what the fuck? The world's your oyster or some shit like that, right? <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to being in a relationship, I'm when you make <laughs> giant life changes or decisions, you know what I mean? Communication is so huge. Mm-hmm. Like I felt blindsided by your decision. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I got so upset. It was really that you're the cook in the house. You are the one that goes to the grocery, you know, you feed myself and you feed the kids. And I'm like, you made this decision for everyone is what it felt like. And that just was really upsetting to me. Yeah. Even though it's a good decision. Yeah. It was like, you didn't talk. I felt like even though we had talked, we had talked about it and played around with the idea and like watched these documentaries Mm -hmm. and stuff. I felt like you never sat down and looked me in the eye and said, Hey, I'm serious about going vegan. Like, this doesn't mean that the kids have to eat vegan. And like, what do you think about yeah. it? Do you want to do this with me? If you don't like when we would work out a plan type yeah. thing. I said all that stuff. I just after. Re- yeah. After within hours, but it was still the, the order of operations was flip flop. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy a nice conversation about this stuff. I yeah. am a thinker. I don't tend to jump into things unless it's a relationship And, like, I really am careful. (laughs) I'm really careful, like, in my work and, like, how I think I want to proceed. And, you know, and so we're just different in that way. And, honestly, we're yin and yang. I feel like we balance each other out because I would probably overthink a decision, whereas you just dive right in. Yeah. So we're juxtaposed. I mean, we we balance each other in that regard. But that's why I did. I got really – I did. I got upset. I got really upset. And – but that's ultimately, at the end of the day, it was a great opportunity to reflect on ourselves mm-hmm. and why I got so upset. So we're talking about the sudden change, right? And of course, that's what this whole episode's about. But like what an opportunity this has been to like understand one another and to understand ourselves. 
And the other part of like me really reflecting and being curious about why I had such a visceral response to this lifestyle change um, is not because of veganism, because I'm down with it. I'm really excited about it. But because back to that extremist mentality, this like is deep rooted in I'm a codependent. And we, we should totally have an episode where we talk about codependency. But I've learned that I'm a codependent through therapy, which I recommend to everyone, um, anyone that is even curious at all about themselves and why they make the decisions they make. I think therapy is awesome for codependency, you know, is basically like I put other people's feelings ahead of my own and I, I put my validation within other people instead of seeking it within myself. Or I did, you know, that's not so much the case any longer. I've outgrown a lot of that and I've learned from it, but I think being a codependent throughout my life and choosing extreme partners, that extremist sort of mentality is scary to me. And we were just kind of discussing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that what goes along with that is like this, I'm really turned off by um, evangelical people. Mm So people who like force feed, no pun, no vegan pun here, but force feed their way of life down other people's throats. Like, I, I don't want to say hate because that's such a strong word and it's probably not accurate because that's like, I don't want to think that I have that hatred in there, but I really can't stand the person who says you have to live this way unless that person who's being told that is like a horrible, hateful person that is like, you know, killing people or racist or something. Like if it is affecting someone else's life or they think they're superior and that superiority complex is affecting someone else's life. But to just tell someone you should be a Christian or you should whatever, be a vegan and people that are like hateful about it, like evangelical Mm -hmm. and think their way of life is superior, just drive me freaking crazy. And so I was afraid that you were going to become this person, this evangelical person. And then you were going to have this high horse complex of like, I'm better than you because I don't eat, I don't murder, you know? And it's like, that allowed me to understand, wow, why do I, I really have like this, this is a theme. Like I, I don't like that evangelical type of person. I'm more of like a live and let live as long as you're allowing other people to live. And animals. And animals. <laughs> See? <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> so it just allowed me to think about myself and, like, why I had such a visceral response. It's probably rooted in my own, like, codependency and, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. So did anything, has anything come up for you with this lifestyle change, like, in reflection of it and of our relationship or, or just yourself? Um, thanks for asking me a question. Uh, oops. 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 Oopsies. I don't know if this is true. And I'm like masking this by like thinking that I have logic and then that, that's the reason I decided to live this way. But you had said, are you avoiding the anxiety of everything else that's going on in our life? And I've reflected on that and I'm not sure. Maybe. Mm. Um, but then it's like, this is weird in the dynamic of you and I too, because you're still the breadwinner. So I'm like, I could not do any projects right now. And then like, I'm at, at this point in my career, maybe a couple of people would be like, 
where did you go? What did you do? But they would just find someone else. Like I could stop working and we wouldn't like, we wouldn't lose our ability to pay for any bills. So part of me adding things is because I need to have like a perpetual state of like chaos momentum. Yeah. Chaos. Well, you said the thing about me having a bunch of big ideas and I think that's like maybe the entrepreneur part of me where Mm -hmm. like I'm always throwing out big ideas and honestly I overthink stuff too. Yeah. Like real hard. Like I thought about the veganism or the, the vegetarian thing for a long time. And I, I had like a mindfulness of like being grateful for where animals came from. And sometimes I'd think about it and I would just ignore it. Um, but like the Neil Gore and the marathon thing I did, like I thought about that a lot to the point it drove me crazy when I was like, where I was like, okay, you have to let this go or go forward with it. And then I dive in and I, I make it like real. And I, I don't do that in the most organized way. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to be less of a perfect or be a little more perfectionist and less spontaneous big thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that will change, but I know that's that's something. Yeah. So I've learned I've been I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. After this situation. There was something else that I had figured out or I thought that I'd figured out that I wanted to share, but I, I can't if it pops up, I'll interject okay. down down the line. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. What did I figured I remembered. When I said to you and I broke down what it was to be vegan and to not eat meat, when I said to you, like, and I was just like honest with myself, I, I've learned that that's like the only way that I'm going to be able to make decisions in my life and have things stick. Because to me, it doesn't seem like a fad or an experiment or something. I was just like broke it down to the most simple like form and then use like my own logic to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And it's like logic of the world and the paradigm that I live in and all that. I, I, I get that. But once I was honest with myself and I'm like, okay, John, if you want to be better for your family and for you, you have to be more honest with yourself. Yeah. And I used that logic last week. It was like second beer and I could have had a third one. I was going to say, have you applied that to alcohol? Not much. Uh, at, at times <laughs> like, I, I have. you're like, I don't want to. At, yeah, exactly. At yeah. times I have. And like a week ago and I was like, like talk to myself. I wasn't drunk, but I was like buzz talking to myself. And I was like, what, what is this other thing? What do you, why do you want to drink another beer? And it's like, because I would like to not think anything. Uh, yeah. I'm not thinking about it. Like, this is just a habit. Like, I feel like I have to, like, consume as much as I can before the next day and all these things. And, like, that's honestly stopped me. Yeah. Yeah. And it kept me from storing that night. So. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I mean, it's good to reflect. I mean, I... I think that that's helpful too in understanding just that very mindset of like you literally were admitting like you don't want to you don't want to really break down alcohol yet because you're not ready to be like well why am I doing it face the truth and use your own logic to make a decision that is logical right yeah. you're like yeah. I don't want to I still want to drink and I think that's a good way to look at like other people when they make decisions for themselves like you can't really judge someone and where they're at yeah. in their own life journey. Like if, so right. if they haven't looked at what they're wanting to look at or is something in their life, honestly is maybe they just don't fucking want to. And why should they have to? Yeah. Right. And so it's like, I agree. What you're saying honestly keeps me from judging other people. It's that's like, good. I, I think it sounds pretentious and I believe it is pretentious. If you really believe that like, if there's an elevation, like you're on like a dramatic elevator and you're, like, a, a, you're a level 300 boss, and these people are, like, level 70 peasants. If you think that way, that's fucked up. But there I've never is, heard that. Is that a thing? 
people talk about elevating and, the, and they, they'll say those people just aren't as elevated as me. I hear people say that. Well, like on a, in a spiritual, on a spiritual plane. Yeah. You mean like, cause there is like, you know, if depending on what you believe, but like, and it's not about comparing to other humans. Yeah. It's all about your own personal journey right. of like self-actualization. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It has actually nothing to do with anyone right. else. And I understand that concept and I think it is beautiful. And I do think that there's a certain amount of like layers that you can remove and like you can do a certain amount of digging and the, the more truthful you are with yourself, the more your awareness increases, right? Yeah, kind of just like when you turn inside and yeah. you just learn to love yourself and you, all of that, everything you've ever wanted is mm -hmm. like already inside of you. Yeah, here's a good, all right, here's a good example um, of how I view what we're talking about. I am able to forgive my dad and not harbor any ill will towards him um, because I know he's not been willing to address his like narcissistic tendencies and his anger and to take that like head on. Mm -hmm. It's a big task. It's much easier to not question like, why the fuck do I flip out like all yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. 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 It ain't about you. Ain't about you. <laughs> You're the beautiful. Line from Dr. Phil. I'll ever remember. It ain't about you. <laughs> Dr. Phil. I'm Here's a news flash. This ain't about you. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so it's overall, like, this is awesome, this lifestyle change, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that if we, I, I wouldn't say that, like, we've mastered, like, how to deal with your partner when they decide to make a giant lifestyle change yet, but I do think that there are a few pointers in this article that I was referring to that... Um, you know, they're very basic, but um, understanding the emotions behind the change of heart. So mm -hmm. that's communication, right? And like just literally listening to your partner, not blaming them or accusing them just, or, you know, you, you know, just you, 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 or whatever, trying to take that piece out and understanding like why you made the decision you made. I don't really understand why you made the decision you made without talking to me, but I definitely understand the decision you made like ethically and like why yeah. you decided and like I said I'm super excited about it yeah I'm sorry for not talking to you it's okay the reason I didn't talk to you was because we had talked about it and then that day like I just felt I felt like I'd uncovered a truth and I had to like I had to to me what I said about the decision making like that was so true to me and it felt so real did you think maybe you should write me a message and be like, hey, I've really thought hard about this. And I <laughs> if I, I know I feed our I whole family that, if I thought day. If I thought that and I didn't send it, it's because I didn't want to stress you out at work. And uh, I, I did try. And I, I know that, like, pragmatically, this doesn't make sense. But that's why I did try to say to you, if you don't want to change anything about how you guys are eating, I'll still do, like, white rice and orange chicken sometimes from Costco. We don't, we don't like that. I, I know. You're the one that always chose that. I know. Well, the kids really liked it for a little bit. Everything <laughs> oh. from Costco that was like that, by the way, was a great treat. It was, a little, it was like a cheat thing. And then the second week, it's like, I guess... Dad didn't have time to cook dinner again, and this is okay. And by the third week, it's like, you're poisoning us. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I understand the emotion behind the change of heart. Yeah. Um, the, the other, the next kind of 
bit of advice was define new rules of engagement. And I liked this one. That can mean several things for several different people whenever there's a change in your relationship or whatever. But for us, it means like, like new rules of engagement, meaning like one thing you were doing for like the first week was like consistently making jokes about like people who are eating eggs or whatever being murderers. And it is so upsetting to me. And it's back to that evangelical, like, you think you're better than other people. Like, ugh, like I can't stand that. Yeah. Um, and so our new rule of engagement is like, hey, no fucking jokes about being a murderer if someone decides to eat the eggs that their hens are laying. I know I tested that boundary last night. Yeah. I was, I was wrong. Yeah, you I took were. a swing and I missed yeah. real hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just don't think it's cool. <laughs> I don't honestly think it's cool either. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm making fun of myself. I think it's just touchy. Like, I really sincerely don't believe that. Like, I'm not going to throw paint on, like, someone's fur coat. I get why people do that. Yeah. And in a way, but- like, people being super radicalized kind of led me down the rabbit hole of listening to someone that's really articulate about veganism. <sighs> but I think it's not. That's not Excuse an effective me. way to convert anybody. No, it's back to that Dr. Jordan Peterson's, like, Psychology 101 sort of when you've got two people on opposing sides of the same issue and mm-hmm. one person is really trying to shove their viewpoint down the other person's throat, it's only going to allow that or make that other person really kind of just dig in to their beliefs. Like they're just going to just, yeah. they aren't going anywhere. Yeah. It's like the more um, information you present someone with that has like a deep, like rooted belief, like it has an opposite effect. Like yeah, ha- opposite of the intended effect. Yeah, I so, was hoping that there I would come, I would be able to like spit out the term when I started talking, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oops. There's the term. Boop. Are you? Th- are we thinking of the same term? Maybe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 for sure. Double down. Double down. Yeah. They double down on their beliefs, basically. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's another way to put it, but yeah, they yeah. do double down on it. Like it's like the the inverse negative reinforcement, something like that. Yeah, and and it's so fascinating and so true. And you look at how polarized, like in the U.S. and you know, like politics and COVID and all this crap. Like it's really made people like just super polarized even on issues that aren't necessarily like political or or should be polarizing they've become as such and I think it has something to do with just that basic kind of whatever that effect is you know Mm -hmm. and and people just just double down on on what they believe and I think the best way if you really want to influence is to just be a role model yeah and we've talked about that like you just exist and then like right like Right, you 100%. just exist and like be the, if you're awesome people see you're awesome if you yeah no it's it's very you, true whatever i don't know <clears throat> it's very true it's like <clears throat> you can be the agent of change in your life but you have to like be the one that enacts that you have to like i used to tell people if you want to have a youtube channel just have a youtube channel if you want to do this just do that but no one listened to me and so i started doing it and stopped talking about it then i noticed i was like oh my brother is doing what you and i are yeah, doing and that's, that's awesome cool. it's yeah <clears throat> Yeah. But veganism in particular, though, like, it's no really... A, my brother's not going to be a vegan. <laughs> it's like, you can't, like, not everyone can be a vegan. It's such a privileged thing. Yeah. I mean, there are certain, you know, 
places all around the world where that's just like your cultural, like how you've grown up and how your ancestors grew up was just around like more plant-based, you know, meals or whatever. But like not everyone has access to like, yeah a wide variety of yeah. fruits and vegetables, like yeah. fresh fruits and vegetables, yeah. and you know? And not everyone heard. has, you know, it's culturally, like, you know, it's not a part of, like, your cultural heritage or, like, right. what your family's in forever. It's like, I don't know. So it's kind of like you just do it and cool, good for you. It's your choice. Yeah. And that's that, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. What do you think? I think you're right. Yeah, not everyone's heard that information. You're, gonna, you're not going to change anybody by being radical. Like, I, I, everything you're saying is right. I agree with it. I think certain things call for radicalization. Right. Like, you're still not changing the person. Like, if someone But just somebody, like you said, if if you you kind of went down the rabbit hole because of some radical type things, like, it got your attention. Like, if we're talking about, like, civil rights movement or, like, women's rights or something, yeah. I think certain giant radical fucking actions should take place. Yeah. To counteract, like, some of, of the atrocities and to draw attention to them. Yeah. Unfortunately, and for, I, I've been learning more about the civil rights movement. It's like, even though there were people in the streets and those people were necessary. What, are you re- talking about, like, now or, like, in the 60s? In the 60s. Oh, That's okay. very interesting I'm that you said that. I'm talking about, like, now. Right. But there's, like, there are people that are, like, there are people that are, like, talking with the suits. And then the, they're making, like, calculated decisions on both sides. But having the demonstrations and being, you know, being a radical for the right cause, I think, wakes people up sometimes, you know? Yeah, Like, it's when like you have necessary. people, like, filling your streets in Indianapolis, like, you have people yeah. that double down on their beliefs. But, like, me, for example, like, I went and, like, listened and made some connections with people. And, like, I'm not, maybe not, like, the target demographic because I already kind of, like, aligned with those people politically. But I do that, and our kids know that I did that. So, like, that does have, like, the trickle-down butterfly effect. And that's speaking with action instead of words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like what you're just saying, that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe some vegans do feel like there has to be think, radical things done to draw attention to the atrocities yeah, of like the treatment of being... animal. Yeah. You know, it is really kind of weird when you start looking into how a lot of our meat. It's like, however you feel about animals or whatever, like it's horrible. But then also what animals are eating and then what we're eating. Yeah. It's like, it's just kind of bad for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, this is the part of the documentary where David <laughs> Attenborough starts just, talking and you're no, like, no, it's not David Attenborough. It's damn. just some vegan guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David Attenborough. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have any uh, more research? Sweet love of mine. Um, I mean, ultimately accept that the change is about individualization. Like it's, you have to look at your relationship. I mean, ideally, like you're two people. So like you're going to have your choices and I'm going to have mine and like just mm-hmm. kind of have to like not be codependent and be like, but we're doing this together. Like you're going to be different. Yeah. You know, and if you quit drinking, I'm not going to quit drinking. And if you convert to Christianity, I'm not going to convert to Christianity. <laughs> that could be a deal breaker. <laughs> Well, I'll still love Amen. you. I love you. But I mean, I'll it's not like I'm not. It's not like I'm not like. Will always love you. Open to. I was raised a Christian. I just don't. I guess I'm agnostic. Yeah. I don't really. I'm this is spiritual. A for another conversation, another, another <laughs> so, podcast. Dogma is bullshit. It's just made up. 
man-made stuff. Yeah. I like the Sikh, like, philosophy. Mm-hmm. And um, so sad, the people at FedEx, I know that it was, like, the Sikh community was, like, really highly affected, mm-hmm. you know, negatively by mm-hmm. losing, I think, four members of the community. Yeah. But, um, you know, that basically they kind of believe that every religion is, like, a pathway to one God. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't believe on doing harm onto anyone or... It's just sad, so... I don't know why I thought about that, wow. but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to, um, you know, when your partner decides to not tell you about their lifestyle change. <laughs> We're working through this, and so far, so good. Yeah. Next month's episode is going to be vegan recipes. Vegan recipes. Black Don will be brownies. naked. I'm going to take off one article of clothing. <laughs> With every episode after this. <laughs> yeah. Until... So actually, we're not really going to have an episode until, again, until August, right? Um, have I we don't... decided? We're moving. That may happen. I, would yeah. be, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah. We're, we're moving. So it could potentially be that we, we're, we're going to be living with my dad and, and then my mom for like a period of three months. John's. You're going to get to know his in-laws really well. They're going to get to know me really well. <laughs> um, so we'll see if we have the opportunity to like set this up and, and do maybe even just an audio or something about how it's going. Yeah. But um, but if you don't audio see us... only would be good, yeah. Yeah. If you don't Where see us... Possible. In, Sorry. It's okay. I was just going to say, if you don't see us until August, that is why. Okay. Life changes. That have been planned and discussed and thought through and decided upon together. The right way. <laughs> I right, love you guys. Love you, buddy. All right. Okay. Peace out. Bye.